When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, we are here with the Hollywood Life Podcast, and we are so excited today because we've got a very special guest, like very, very special. We are here with Tyler Henry. He's the star of Hollywood Medium. Welcome, Tyler. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> well, thank you. We're really happy to have you here, too. And we're also here with Jenna Lemoncelli. Yes. Hi, guys. We're cheesing over here because of Tyler. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're so excited. Now, his new season. Uh, oh no no the comeback of the second season is starting on may 17th that's the premiere and it's on e and it's a wednesday night eight o'clock so everyone get ready because you got to be prepared he has already uh, well i shouldn't say interviewed he has read Mm -hmm. 125 celebrities for the show and he's going to have a whole new batch this season, but he doesn't have any clue of who they're going to be. Isn't that right? You never know who you're uh, going to be meeting with. Yes, correct. Absolutely. So when I actually go to these readings, we follow a vehicle. And the vehicle, sometimes we'll just park around in a general area of where the reading is. And then when it's time for me to walk into the home to do the reading, I basically just walk up to the door, knock, and whoever opens it, I go in and proceed <laughs> to do a reading. But sometimes these readings are done at <laughs> hotels, um, sometimes at rented locations that aren't actually the client's houses. So I literally go in knowing nothing right so that's how i prefer it right so that doesn't give you a clue because like you pull up to some incredible mansion and you go wait i saw that on the hollywood tour (laughs) (laughs) yeah thankfully yeah no i just basically just go in and see whatever comes through and sometimes i find that it can actually be difficult if i am starstruck because that's a bias and Mm -hmm. as a clear vessel for information to flow i can't be biased so i like when i don't recognize a client Uh uh-huh now how how often is it that you don't have any clue in season one it was more common um but now you know obviously you didn't have a clue correct yes and then as season two has kind of evolved um, I've recognized more clients but there still definitely are some that I did not which is really surprising for some people but uh yeah it's been it's been fascinating well you didn't recognize Bobby Brown right that's right and it was really interesting because that reading was done in a really small house and uh-huh. when we pulled up uh, he, it was, he answered the door in basically just gray sweatpants <laughs> and like a t-shirt <laughs> so I've read you know sports stars actors rappers various people I had literally no idea who he was so when we sat down what was so profound about that connection was that he actually had family members like his sister as one of the first people to actually come through in the reading and at the end you know Whitney and his daughter do come through and make a connection but all the validations primarily in the beginning were about this sister that he had lost and details that were not public knowledge details he had never spoken publicly about and I think for Bobby this was validation that when it did come time to bring through Whitney and his daughter that this was real this was a real experience because of all of what I had said about his sister. Now do you think that that spirits is that what you call them i call them consciousnesses Consciousnesses. Um, but some you know spirits is a lot less wordy (laughs) (laughs) so the consciousness like in a case like that do you think that they on the other side would have gotten together like that and and decided that the sister would talk first because they themselves wanted to make sure that bobby knew that this was real and that if it was immediately whitney or bobby his daughter that people would just go like the bot that he would go oh well he read about me right 
Right, exactly. And that's what's so important in all of these readings, whether someone is a celebrity or non-celebrity, I aim for details and information that validates the experience, information that isn't talked about publicly, information that is not in interviews, information that's so sentimental and specific that there's no other way to explain it. And that's the information I aim for in every reading that I do. Well, I guess that that would be give the most uh, sort of validity to the actual person that you're talking to as well. Absolutely. And I know that you have been subject to criticism. Pe sure. There's cynics. Sure. I think you call them cynics and skeptics. Uh, I What's like skeptics. <laughs> I don't care for cynics. <laughs> Skepticism I actually embrace and understand. I think you know the nature of trying to get validation in a reading is needing concrete evidence in a situation that we are connecting, that something is happening. So I understand skepticism. And if I hadn't done over a thousand readings myself and seen every single validation, I might be a skeptic too. Uh, but when you experience it firsthand and you know there's things that are being said that you've never talked about publicly, conversations that have been had between you and a family member that's only they, they would know and they're deceased, those are the details that turn skeptics to believers. And we've had a lot of skeptics on the show. Mm -hmm. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You know, okay, so you were 10 years old when you first had your your first experience of right. getting a message from the other side. Um, first of all, like, why do you think it took till you were 10? Well, you know, the catalyst of this was really my grandmother's death. Um, my grandmother had been ill with cancer, and she was my best friend. And one night, I woke up and just had the complete knowingness that my grandmother was going to die. And to this day, I still describe it as a but memory. But you would have known that, you, that she was going to die at some at point. At some point, yeah. absolutely. I mean, she was older and ill. But I did wake up completely out of nowhere and had a knowingness and said, Mom, I feel like we have to say goodbye like right now because I don't feel like we're going to get the chance tomorrow. I just don't feel like we're going to have the time. Before we had the chance to actually walk out the door, my mom's phone rang. When oh, she so went to pick it up, <laughs> it was my dad on the other line saying that my grandmother had just taken her final breath. And that changed everything. That was a game changer. And I didn't know what to make of that experience. My mom didn't know what to make of that experience. But that's when everything changed. And wow. was she in the hospital and your dad was with her? No, she actually mm. was at home and my dad had been with her. Ah, and at her so, home. Yeah, and he visited her and then she had just passed away and that night. what kind of feeling was it? Like you just woke up? Did something happen in your body? Mm. Did, like, you know what I mean? Literally, it just felt like a knowingness. It's almost okay. like, okay, if I hold up two fingers mm -hmm. and I put these two fingers down and I tell you to think or recollect how many fingers I was just holding up, you have a very clear knowingness, a very clear visual. You would argue with me about how many fingers yeah. I just held up, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, so, especially if you're Donald Trump or Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> the alternative fingers. Oh, my. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, so that's how I would describe it. It's just having a knowingness of like a memory, except I haven't experienced that memory. It's an experience of someone else. What? Now, why do you feel that you have this gift? What? <laughs> why? Like, why are you open? Why can consciousnesses sure. talk to you? Yeah, yeah. Do you credit it to anything <laughs> that's happened in your life and things oh. like that? Well, you know, I would say really... I was raised as an only child, and so I grew up very open, spent a lot of time alone. And so, you know, I kind of grew up in an environment where I was kind of just used to being with myself. And as a result, I would spend a lot of time assessing how I felt and things that would come through. But I'd say really honestly, trusting is what made this different. I trusted the information that I was getting. We are all intuitive. We all have the capability to tap into information to some extent. Mm -hmm. But I trusted the information that came through. And as a result, through trusting it, the more you trust it, the more you use it, the more you use it, the more you practice it, the more you practice it, the better you get. And that's why I'm here. <laughs> and so then that that was your first experience. When did it happen again? Because you were so little. Right. And you must have been, whoa, that was really weird. Yes. When so, did it start to become a regular thing? Right. So after that, I did have a visitation from my grandmother in a dream. And that was pretty significant and actually provided a lot of closure for me. But there were instances between the ages of 10 and 13 when I would interact with kids at school, even teachers. And I would just get these knowingnesses, these memories that were not mine. And I would share them. I would say... 
just like I just know this. Does this make any sense? And the person would validate and say, yes, that is something that makes sense to me. Before long, teachers started coming to me for readings, which sounds bizarre wow. in a conservative The word town. got out. The word got out because, I mean, there was some clearly something to it. <laughs> so I ultimately ended up getting very close to my math teacher. I struggled at math. And so in exchange for math homework and math tutoring, <laughs> I would meet with her after class and give her readings. Oh, my god. And so gosh. we developed a very close bond. And that actually paid off because when I was 16, I graduated high school early, thanks to her. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. So it worked out. I mean, you were so young when this kind of all – came about I guess was there ever a point I know you said you trusted your opinions and everything but was there ever a point where it kind of scared you because you're you were young so it was like am I normal am I did those thoughts go through your mind you know I think when you're at 10 years old you're at a very different mental stage in life where you're trying to step into who you are as a human being and then have this whole whole other literal dimension to be a part of that Mm -hmm. was difficult I wasn't afraid of the knowingnesses that I had because the knowingnesses weren't ever frightening in the sense that they were always positive they Mm -hmm. were validating they gave people comfort Usually. <laughs> the issue became when people reacted negatively, when people were afraid. I dealt with a lot of religious conviction, people holding prayer circles for me for what I did oh, in wait, this small wait, town. Wait, yeah, wait, tell us about that. Yeah, so I, growing up in a conservative community, as word spread, a lot of people were not a fan of what I did for religious reasons. Right, they thought you might be like the voice spawn of the devil right. or something. People weren't so much skeptical that I wasn't, like they didn't think I wasn't real because they had heard about all the validations I'd given to people. Mm-hmm. They just thought its source was you know not so great. So I did deal with that and you know ultimately the irony of this is is that a well, lot of those people who ha- held those prayer circles since have contacted me for a reading. Wow. So, so yeah. would they hold the prayer circle in church or would they hold it like around you? They'd go, we're going to come and sit around you <laughs> and pray for your me. soul. That, that would have been a little long. I probably would have like gotten out of the circle. <laughs> I, I assume they probably did it at church. Oh, wow. That's so. scary. Now, when you say that you've never felt afraid, and so what is your feeling about the afterlife having yeah. all of these peop- these consciousnesses come to you? Right. Well, you know, I've done over a thousand readings and there's commonalities that I've noted in all of these readings. Everyone that comes through seems to have a clear understanding of their life from their perspective they have an understanding of the lessons that they taught others in their life and the lessons that others taught them and sometimes people aren't able to see that when we're here but I think that when people transition they go through a process of understanding their life going through life review processing the actions that they did and how others affected them and as a result they come to these conclusions a lot of these conclusions get conveyed in readings so that's why you have people come forward and say I'm sorry for being an alcoholic Uh, apologize to my daughter for the fact that I wasn't there when she was four details like that because these people need to take accountability I think in order to fully move on in a sense of peace do you feel that so you don't really have a sense of where they're existing right but they clearly have consciousness and memory right and do you feel that after a certain point they may move on to something else absolutely i really don't claim to know about how all of that works i'm still learning every single day at only 21 years old but i have found that through these readings uh there definitely is an emphasis on love that love is a connecting force between all of us that at the end of the day nothing else matters except love and that fear is the biggest hindrance in our lives and that wow. is something I've taken from all of those readings. So if we can implement that in our lives in the here and the now, we don't have to die to live a better life. Do you do any of this, the consciousnesses seem angry? <laughs> no, like Good really? question. Or, or, or are they maybe even angry at the people who are still here and wanting to give them a message, like straighten up, or you're making, sure. you know, you're making mistakes? Well, you know, I find that as people 
transition, we go through a process of essentially letting go of our ego. And our ego is something we take with us throughout our whole lives. And I believe that as we transition, we kind of come to terms with our ego and let it go. But do you know this through the consciousnesses? Yes, absolutely. They, they say that they will talk about letting go of ego? They essentially acknowledge letting go of the human problems that were connected with our ego. So wow. in life, you know, if we're upset, we're frustrated, we're angry, we're resentful, that's our ego. Mm -hmm. As we transition, we lose this. We lose that ego aspect of it and are able to recollect our actions and how that affected our lives. So ego is a really big part of it. When they come through, they tend to just acknowledge more so. It's less of like scolding and it tends to be more along the lines of, hey, if you want a better result, do this. Do this you know, for you ultimately to have a better life. It doesn't come across as like, how dare you? <laughs> That's you, more human issues. <laughs> are you ever fearful of kind of giving a quote unquote negative message I guess you could say sure. especially to a huge celebrity even if you were starstruck like hey like, right like whoops well, yeah so like Cher Sunny is not happy oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> that would not be good well you know I would say in in, in the way that it happens um let's see oh I lost I'm trying to thought I'm sorry oh no 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 can sorry can you re-ask the question <laughs> of course of sorry. course are you ever afraid of giving a negative quote-unquote negative right, message right, right. especially to somebody you know maybe that you're starstruck by or even that you're not right exactly well you know I would say for the most part when messages come through they tend to be inherently positive to help a person however as you've seen on the show subjects from alcoholism to paternity issues to family drama all come up but they don't come up in a way of negativity they come in a, they are acknowledged and accountability is taken for positive result and so if there are any messages that come through in that sense it's usually bringing up negative things to help resolve them mm -hmm. not so much to say hey you know watch out for this or yeah. you know yeah <laughs> do you ever find like when you okay when you sit down with somebody have you ever had the experience that that nobody comes through so sometimes, uh, you know, I'll find when I sit down with a person, uh, I will connect to whoever's going to come through, but it often won't be the first person that the person's wanting to connect with. And I never want to know who the person sitting in front of me wants to hear from. So I always say that, you know, whoever comes through is meant to come through. But oftentimes, finding a reading, not just one person will come through, five or six people will connect. And so ultimately, my goal is to try to help the person sitting in front of me. But I just have to be the messenger and have to relay what comes through, whether it's for that loved one that they're hoping to hear from or not. Why do you think that is, that different, you know, why the various different people? Right. Is it because they, on the other side, they have an urge to speak sure. to this person that they care about? Right, absolutely. Or deliver a message through someone else. We see that a lot in the show where someone will come through and say, hey, tell your Aunt Ethel I'm sorry about the divorce and the child and, and all that <laughs> business. So that can sometimes be the case. But um. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, it, I, it's a really interesting thing. I really, truly don't understand a lot of the dynamics behind it as far as like why they do or don't come through. But I think it oftentimes has to just do with the importance of the message. Uh, they have a message they have to relay to somebody. And it doesn't matter if it's the person in front of me, they're going to give it to me and I have to deliver it. <laughs> well, it's, it's sure, it, like it sounds like there's a lot of consciousnesses. Right. 
who are want to give messages, but sure. there's very few mediums. <laughs> right. Yes. So <laughs> why do you think that is? And right. do you think you said you think that other people could have the potential, right. but they're not necessarily open to it? Correct. Yes. So the, the way that I would say this works is we all have an intuition. We all have the capability to see the signs, see the synchronicities. I think so many people just don't trust themselves. And that's a big thing, as I talked talked about earlier. I think a lot of people shut down their intuition and their ability to really feel and hear, have dreams, have connections, because they just rationalize them. I think from a very early age, people take on sometimes religious beliefs, sometimes lack of religious beliefs, and that can kind of shut a person down from any other things in the realm of that experience. Um, I credit my ability to basically just being open and not necessarily shutting my mind down and as a result ultimately being able to connect so increasing your intuition being more mindful being more present those are all things we can do to actually just kind of get in the right mindset to be receptive to see those signs as far as those signs actually go dreams i find are the number one way that loved ones come through because we're in a subconscious state we're not in a conscious state where we can rationalize we are completely blank. So that's tends to be the best way for them to come through. Synchronicities are also another example, um, which are basically coincidences with a purpose. So seeing repeating numbers sometimes for people, they attribute that to a loved one. Um, there's a number of ways that they can come through, but it's just as unique as, of, as the individual trying to make a connection. And just as how some people communicate differently in life, the same applies to those on the other side. So they may try and communicate with you by having odd things happen sure. to give you a message. Now, do you think that could explain ghosts? Well, you know, ghosts is a bit of a tricky subject for me because um, you know, I don't have a ton of experience in the idea of ghosts. Uh, to me, I, I attribute those to being like earthbound spirits. And I believe that birth is a natural process and death is a natural process. Mm -hmm. And just as when we're getting born, we don't tend to stick in the birth canal. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> the same applies to death as we process through that passage. I don't believe that we're meant to stay uh, in any in-between in any capacity. So ghosts, I really do not, you know, uh, have a lot of experience with in that sense. So you're not sure if you believe in ghosts? In essence, I, you know, I definitely believe in earthbound spirits i just think oh. ghosts have a have a connotation like the word it's like casper yeah <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean i try to like redefine it even when i talk about the afterlife i try to avoid terms like heaven or hell because mm -hmm. they hold on to connotations people project meaning behind those words and so that's why i prefer to use consciousness instead of spirit because mm -hmm. people think spirit they think you know something that goes bump in the night and i just think our loved ones that, that we spent our whole lives with are so much more than that they're, they're nothing to be afraid of these are the people we love the most and your gift is it speaks a lot about you know who you are as a person because you said trusting your gut and your opinions like i i don't think i could do that personally i mean it shows a lot about your confidence and everything and i mean if there were any skeptics at all i think it was silenced when you spoke with tanya thick about yeah. alan that had to be a heavy heavy moment for you and her obviously. and her yeah yeah that was how was that i mean it the facts that happened, you know, a few months later, right. it's just crazy. Yeah. Like, was that mind blowing for you? It was. It, it was just completely surreal for me. And I felt so honored to be able to meet with Alan before his passing and bring through a lot of loved ones to give him the validation that mm -hmm. there was something more because he was a skeptic. Even with the health information that I gave yeah. when, when his loved one who died of a heart attack came through and said, don't be stubborn. Don't be like mm -hmm. me he still, you know, wow. <laughs> he was still skeptical. And so by the end of it, you know, he was a believer that connections were made. And I'm glad that he got that before he passed away, because at least he passed away knowing that there was something more. And getting to meet with Tanya after was such an honor. And I feel so thankful that she let us into this because we weren't originally going to air this. I, yeah. I thought, you know, no, this is too personal. But now again, she did she know, it. did you know who you were meeting with when you? I did not. And did you, did you recognize her? I mean, I had seen her before, obviously, when I had met with him. So, yeah, I knew who she was. <laughs> she was super lovely. 
but it was a really interesting touching experience because you know I had seen the pre-Tanya and then the, the post-Tanya. <laughs> so and just to correct on the initial instance with Alan Thick and reading Tanya I did not know and then the second time when I did a follow-up I knew that I was going to read her, just to clarify. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so knowing and not knowing celebrities, do you kind of have to find yourself staying out of the pop culture scene and checking the news sites because oh. you don't want to know everybody, right, right. that you I go mean, into? What I would say is if you're going to like look at news sites or like TMZ, you're, you're, I mean, you're going to find details about celebrities, but the details that come through in my readings are like about your great grandmother's hip problem. They're not <laughs> things you're going to see on TMZ typically. So yeah. though I do try to avoid pop culture, um, you know, obviously I have a TV show. Season one, mm -hmm. I didn't recognize, I did not recognize the majority of the people. Season two, I do recognize more people because I'm more in this world now. But there's still so many details and validations that, you know, obviously there's no way you can just get from reading a magazine. <laughs> right. And when you film the show, when you're filming Hollywood Medium, right. are you filming, or like, are you reading for much longer than what we actually end up seeing on air? So it can vary depending on the client. Some readings can go from one to four hours. My reading wow. with Carmen Electra went on for like forever. Why? <laughs> now, why is that? Is that because um, consciousness is kept coming to you? Correct. And I you don't feel right closing the door saying, no, I'm Correct. not going to let you into my head. Yes. I can't really feel a sense of relief until I've gotten everything off my chest oh, in fact i oftentimes can't even concentrate if i haven't just gotten everything out so in cases like that you'll, you'll see that but i'm really thankful that the way that you see these readings go down are exactly as they happen in person and it's just really amazing for me to actually see like the post interview with the clients because i obviously don't see that when i'm there and seeing their reactions is just so so heartwarming so i actually cry when i watch <laughs> the show uh -oh. I'm like live tweeting I'm like oh my god this is so emotional <laughs> but it's yeah that's an experience. well that's really interesting now what you just brought up about how when you're with carmen electra mm -hmm. that it lasted for four hours because there were four hours worth of consciousnesses that want to talk to you and you right. feel like you can't stop if this if the consciousnesses are still there yeah i feel like i owe it to the consciousnesses coming through if they're putting forward enough effort <laughs> to deliver a message and i owe it to the client in front of me to deliver it um you know i also have to take in mind my own health and these readings are incredibly physically draining yeah but i push myself to the absolute limit because i feel like that's my obligation this is why i was given this ability i think on some level to use it and to use it to the fullest capacity that i can but can you control it so if so can you be just with somebody you meet right you know jenna or i yeah and someone will start coming into you does that right. ever happen well sometimes but typically i find it's really about a time and a place and one of the interesting things about these readings that i found is that they're kind of like therapy sessions you wouldn't give a therapy session in 30 seconds or even yeah. five minutes it takes an hour it takes time to really get in because people often say you know they'll come up to me they'll say okay tell me something about my grandma and if I did, <laughs> if I did tell you something about your grandma that was crazy specific, you'd be like, okay, what else does she have to say? Yeah. And then we'd be there for two hours. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I have to kind of uh, choose a time and a place to do readings. But I do do readings for the general public. And for those of you guys who would like readings, you can sign up at Tyler Henry Hollywood Medium. Dot com and I do two to three readings, uh, non-celebrity readings every day. So wow. I'm making my way down the list. I do charity readings, and there's going to be future opportunities for free readings as well. So. And going off of Bonnie's question, because yeah. I, I think if I can recall, because season one was a little bit ago, but yeah. there was an episode where you were at a party, and I think it was right. the Bella Thorne episode where 
um, something came through and you right. had to you had to go over yes. to her to get it off your chest. Right. When you're in social settings and that happens, like, do you is that yeah. what you right? Do? Like that's right. what I'm I'm wondering. Like you're seated next to yeah. somebody at a wedding yeah. or a bar mitzvah, <laughs> and and right, somebody's go is yeah. bothering you on the other side. I really try to get into a different kind of mindset. So for example, if I'm out at a wedding or doing an interview, that's not, I'm not really in medium mindset because I have to be cognizant of what I'm saying, how I'm talking. And all of that. Uh, whereas when I'm doing a reading, you'll find I kind of zone out. Even if you watch the show, I tend to look up and won't even necessarily look at the client. Well, you you yeah. also like you scribble, scribble. Exactly. and that helps you concentrate. Yeah, and it helps me kind of turn on and turn off. And that that really is an, an important part of the process. So. Well, because I could imagine that it would be it would be very draining for you. Okay, it would be very draining for you right. if it's because it's physically right. draining mm-hmm. for consciousness is to be sort of using you as a vessel all the time like it sounds like they're they're respectful yes and i'm very thankful and i think what the only downside is that if i have a communicator who's coming through who doesn't know how to communicate quite well let's say they passed away of like lung cancer usually i'll just get like a tingle in my lungs but if someone doesn't know how to communicate quite well i'll get like a feeling of like a ton of bricks on my chest and that can be a little bit more painful so when that happens i have to kind of communicate with these individuals and say, hey, you know, can you lessen up on this or, you know, give me a piece of information in a different way. Speaking of, I'm sorry. sorry. Um, Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I just wanted to ask, you know, you said the weight on your chest and everything. Do you have to, you know, see your doctor often? (laughs) Do you have to go like a therapy of your own, I guess, you know, to deal with this? It's a lot on you, you know? Oh my gosh. It's so much to, to, I think, take on physically, emotionally, mentally. I mean, yes, I'm a medium, but at the end of the day, these are situations that revolve around grief and that for anybody, medium or not, Mm -hmm. is heavy emotionally. So processing that is something that I'm going through. Seeing a therapist helps so I can kind of get all that out and, you know, just be able to take my health as an initiative. And physical exercise has also been really helpful. So I know my biceps don't look like it, but, (laughs) you know, exercise is a great way to decompress and that's how I do it. Just one (laughs) final question. Do you find like, because you're open to this like what about people coming to you from your own family your own life your own loved ones do they come to you all the time it's so interesting because people would expect like my grandma who i was super close to to come through all the time she doesn't and i attribute that to the fact that she doesn't need to come through that she said everything she had to say that she has closure with the 70 however many years she spent on this earth and that gives me a sense of peace more than any message she could ever give me. I know after doing a thousand readings, I will see her again someday. Skeptics, you know, might not believe that, but I know it for a fact. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you'll have them after this season. No, I don't. I, yeah. So, she, but yeah, she may so. come back. Exactly. There may be a point where she oh, has to give that. you some more advice. <laughs> I, I would certainly use it for sure. But I really emphasize my ability on focusing on others to provide help, you know, to other people because that's what it's all about. You do great things. Oh, you really do. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming to talk to us. Yes. And so, everybody, you've got to tune in. It's going to be very exciting. The new season, May 17th. Well, actually, can we say you you've done the readings now mm-hmm. so can we say anybody that we should know oh, to look yes. forward to okay Absolutely. tell us you can expect to see janice dickinson rupaul um oh my gosh lisa vanderpump <laughs> <laughs> there were some really interesting ones and then obviously alan thick and, and Bobby brown and, right? and chloe yep and kylie oh and kylie too yes yes mm-hmm. yes and let's see I wrote some down in case. Oh, look at that. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Please look after 125 of these. It's Will we be hearing from Will Robert Kardashian? You know, you'll have to tune in and see. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually th- their reading, uh, Chloe and Kylie's reading was interesting because it was more about a, like a love triangle thing, which you'll have to check out. Crazy. So. Oh, you okay. said you were starstruck by Chloe, right? Yeah. Did I read that? Uh, <laughs> probably at one point. I've seen her a couple times now. If I was starstruck now, every time, yeah. I'd be like, 
Oh. I would be starstruck too, please. Yes. Anyone. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so lots of amazing, interesting celebrities. Yes. So mm-hmm. you can expect to see Bobby Brown, Chloe and Kylie, uh, Ice-T and Coco, Lil' Kim, uh, Jenna Tatum, and even Tanya Thicke. So. <laughs> and Tanya Thicke. So this is going to be an amazing season of Hollywood Medium starting May 17th, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on E! Thank you so much, Tyler. And Thank you can you. also go to Tyler... Hill- Tyler Henry, HollywoodMedium.com to schedule a reading of your own. That's We're right. We're going now. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Let's you. Go. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Oh.